Good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. Um, excuse my nasalness. I am getting over a sinus infection. Um, I think we both have news in our job and career worlds. We both left jobs this week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not that not that we're doing so well that we don't need jobs. No, we still need jobs. <laughs> um, but yes, I did. Yes, that did happen. There was a change in my life. Yes, as mine as well. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of changes, uh, this week's show um, definitely changed the Chasing Reality brand. Those of you who've been listening to us for a while know that I have a very deep-rooted love and respect. We have a love for Chasing, for chasing Reality. For Chasing Reality, we truly do. Yeah. Um, this week, we actually dive into where the brand started to kind of change. Um, chasing LA. <laughs> yes. yes. No, excuse me. I'm going to be coughing, so I'm going to be hitting mute a lot. I'm still coughing up flame. No, completely fine. Um, before we get into it, I have to say, I'm going to say two things. One, I didn't outright dislike anyone on this cast, right? Lies. I didn't. But the reason why I didn't outright dislike anyone on this cast is because nothing about this show felt real. Everything um, felt Hold on real. to that. Hold on to that. Hold on okay. to that. Hold on okay. to that. Because de- that definitely falls into the conversation. Okay. Um, but agree. So Chasing LA was a spinoff of the very popular um, Chasing Atlanta. It was their third spinoff. What preceded that was Chasing Dallas, which actually just wrapped up their final season um, or it's on hiatus. Girl, what the fuck was that? Um, Nobody (laughs) nobody knows as of yet. Uh, The producer, Reese G, actually left Chasing Reality to head over to Gemini Films with films with K-Ron, who actually, I believe it was this week, said that after these final productions have been released, that he is no longer going to be doing the gay reality stuff anymore. Um, Mm. Just like not filming at all. The world of, and don't worry, girl, because Chase in LA has this drama too, and Reese, that's why I brought up Chase in Dallas, because Reese G was apparently a part of it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But the premise of Chasing LA is Quentin Q from Chasing Atlanta at the end of, I think it was season three, uh, either three or four. I think it was four. It might've been season four. Yeah, it was season four because him and Lauren left at the same time. Um, decided that he was going to move to LA and, and begin doing that, Chasing LA. So even that whole thing rubbed me the wrong way, right? Because the first episode of this show set this up as if you know, Q's he was a cast member and he's the center of the show. And That's what initially, yeah, him and his new friends and blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, only for him to not be exactly never show up again. Like it was so weird, it was such a bait and switch. I nah. when it was announced that Chasing LA was happening, um, Q was the focus of all of that stuff. And then we got to finally meet the cast, but 
yeah, that way that episode was set up, especially bringing Oliver and Lauren out there. Yeah. It like, was set up as if this was, remember when it was Laguna Beach and then the hills and then after the hills, it was like the valley or some shit. Like, what, what, I remember this shit happening, but I ain't watched none of that shit. So I couldn't tell I didn't watch Laguna Beach, on. but I lived for the hills and I didn't it was like the hills, the valleys, the and trails. It was some hills. shit like that. I remember Laguna Beach. I remember the city. The city. That's what it was. Um, oh, no. The city was the one with the dark haired girl. Whitney and Whitney. Okay, then that was the city. And I think, I want to say Lauren Conrad was on there, but not like permanently. This was after she Yeah, left. I think she like showed yeah. up, but I don't think she was like on there, on there. And it was Whitney and like Adriana or Adrian or whatever that girl's name was. Mm-hmm. I remember I think so. that. And then it was, it was the, set up essentially the same way as that, where it was, okay, we're going to focus on the super popular, um, smaller tier character since all of our mains are gone and we're going to build um, all of the stories and all of the experiences in LA around Q, mm-hmm. which I think would have been a better idea than what they presented to us. I think so too. Um, and you can tell, because this is about the time, I think this was the either second or third time that Amani started doing the little uh the little break things which I didn't like that either I live I live for Amani in no, this no, capacity no. it's like this the thing it has nothing to do with Amani or her commentary I actually found a lot of the commentary quite funny and I true I didn't like that weird break in the middle of the show. <laughs> I didn't like the placement of it. It had nothing to do with her. I didn't like the way it was placed. I always felt like they should have just given her a- Her own thing. 20 minute, 25 minute, you know, half hour, like- Yeah, like show. give her her own thing, like like an after show, like a, like a watch what happens. Like, you know, it's like something like that. Yeah. Give her her own thing because her commentary was actually quite enjoyable. Yeah, no, she's always like on point. Right. And and then it was like because they placed it in the middle of the show, the audio quality was weird and it was kind of shifted from because they uh, chasing LA had audio issues. Yeah. Every first season of every chasing show has audio issues, right? It's called growth. They're trying to figure it out. Like shit happens. They they have a little bit more of an understanding based on the other shows, but shit still happens. But you know what though? I can't even give it that because by the time we got to chance to LA, that's y'all third spinoff. Y'all can figure out the audio because like I get y'all not a super huge budget and I understand that, but y'all can figure out the audio. I should be able to hear the fucking show. So think about it this way. And this is solely my understanding of it. I don't know anybody involved in production personally at all. Um, But just listening to how it's been described, this is how I've taken my understanding of. So chasing, think about it as being a franchise versus a spinoff. And like a franchise in a very oh, is traditional it people involved yeah. in each. Okay. So Reese G was doing Dallas. Doing that, LA. I would have never known, but knowing that, that gives me a different perspective. So I look at it a little differently. And Dario's still very much so involved, but if from my understanding, I'm thinking it's, it's the same the project people, people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the There's same a little crossover. It's the same um production team. Like these. These people are all the same people going from city to city the way they do with like a Real Housewives or a, 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's what. Yeah. I'm, no. Even they have different production companies. They do, for different but there's but they do send some some like familiars people from place to place, and that's what I'm thinking is happening. Not like it's totally different setups in each city. I believe that it is, and I'm saying that based off of um, interviews that I've uh, listened to and looking at where Chasing Atlanta was in season three versus season one of Chasing Dallas. Chasing Dallas had a lot of bumps, Mm -hmm. Um, video quality, audio quality, but Reese's been very like, yo, like, yeah, hey, we tried, it was a shit show. Um, but they definitely like chasing Dallas definitely stepped the pussies up that became very quickly one of my favorites um but looking at like Dallas the first season versus LA the first season like LA does a little bit better but they still have some of the same similar like videography issues and audio issues so I'm like yeah it's the first season you know oh also the part of the reason too because we were initially going to do G status ATL hustle with their two-hour episodes but one that was too long. long And two, um, Chasing Atlanta season five just wrapped up and Chasing LA season two is actually going to be coming on in, say, it's um, in like a week or two. Yeah, it's going to yeah. start in the next couple of weeks. Also, pause, because I meant to say this before we got into it. We would be remiss if we didn't mention that one Miss Jen Shaw played pleaded guilty to her telemarketing fraud charges because we did talk about. Oh, Salt Lake, we were keeping up on it for a minute, yeah. We were talking about this season and we did keep up on it. So we would be remiss if we didn't mention that she is looking at up to 30 years for her charges because she's surprised she gets that much. I was, I supr- I'll be surprised if she gets any jail time. Honestly. I mean, I'll tell you this I'll tell you this. Stu was sentenced to 72 months in jail and five years of probation. So, but he also turned state's evidence. So, if the witness got some jail time, she gonna get some jail time. It'll probably be no more than about two years, though. It'll just be a Teresa Giudice, like. Yeah, it'll be. It'll, they'll show a little hiatus, for, hiatus for a year or two, and yep. she'll come out. It'll be a year or two in jail. She'll come out, and then she's guaranteed like, a spot at this point. Exactly, it'll be like extended um, probation or whatever like that. But I, she's not going to them on probation. Oh, There's you mean you mean federally? Yeah, when she I was thinking out, Bravo. No, no, no. She's gonna do a year or two in jail, and then when she come out, do like extended probation, and Bravo just work around the same way they did with Teresa. Yeah, and you know it is. Yeah, weird. Bravo. I'm sure they like the minute that this shit hit. I'm sure they renewed her contract. Like, oh, very much. Quick, quick, fast, and hurry, especially with Mary being gone. Yep. Um. to. Well, we meet the cast. Uh, Jeremy Copeland, who's a dancer. Alicia, who. I don't know how true it is. They keep saying she works at Amazon, but we know for a fact that she's a drag performer and we trans she's woman. A drag performer. And if she does work at Amazon, so to shout play, out to you, bitch. Saying, like they kept saying that shit, like this bitch is a crackhead. Like she work at Amazon. That's a fucking job. Y'all are so weird. Like <laughs> this goes okay. So I'm just fly past the names because I just want to get into it because I have so many feelings. You got Fran, Fly King Eye, Andre, Quan the Poet, Hershey, Hershey, LaCour. Jate, she deserves the full name. Um, King Payne and D. Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, from the moment that these niggas meet, they do nothing but argue. But argue and fight over nothing. Over the silliest shit. Although I do have to say, 
I do agree with, I don't understand why King Payne and his series of bubble coats in LA, that was very confusing to me. And then got the nerve. Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) King Payne and I are probably roughly about the same size, like give or take like 10, 15 pounds, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I know for a whole ass, solid ass, black ass fact, and it's, this isn't even a word from the ancestors. This is just basic common sense. <laughs> that this chunky nigga was sweating everywhere. It's like, it's it a is series, LA. It's a series of different types of LeMay bubble coats. Bitch. LeMay and he got the nerve to have a fan. In the middle of LA, like. They're like, oh, it's 60 degrees. So it's like, bitch, it's still too warm. For that coat. For that fucking coat. Take that shit off. 60 degrees, get you a cute trench, a wrap, a poncho. But you're not sitting on a fucking goose down coat. No. Like, that's too fucking big. And bitch had the nerve to have a fan to cool himself down. Right. Now, those of y'all that listen every week, you hear my voice sounds raspier than normal. I have been on a six-hour smoke session, so here we are. But it's been high for like six, seven hours right now. Is <laughs> this okay? So King Crane and his bubble coats. Yes, I, uh, I just didn't understand it, but also didn't understand what most of these people had on because I was like, "What the fuck is happening? Where am I no, at?" That's the thing. It's like on these shows, Although everybody wants these, to be a lot so of fashionable. I had some of these pieces too, but I just didn't quite get how they did it. <laughs> but I had a lot of these clothes that they was wearing. It's. I think I picked out at least eight pieces that I own that they had on, including the cheetah print turtleneck. I actually own that turtleneck. That one that D Hawkins had on. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on. While we're here talking about fashion. Only a few of you are going to understand this reference. D. Hawkins looks like an entire cast of characters from King of Fighters. Every time I saw this nigga, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Every time I saw this nigga, I just went round one. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. See, this is why the fuck I I, <laughs> I do look have like that. Fighters and the wild part is, I think now. I think now when I post about this episode, I'm gonna post the photo where I'm wearing that that cheetah print turtle, that leopard print turtleneck. It's I bought the slightly less orange version because on mm-hmm. my TV it looked really, really his looked really, really orange. Yeah. I actually but, think that he made that himself. Because he had a I, lot of those really stretchy tops. I have literally the same top. It looks exactly the fucking same, just not yeah. as orange. And it I doesn't come I, with the armor. Or the beret? It wasn't so much armor. Did I have a beret or on? Or the armor? bitch. I might have had on a beret when I wore it. <laughs> this is why I say this nigga looks like a character from King of Fighters. Because there's always some kind of like battle element to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I post about this episode, I might post a photo in which I too have worn a leopard print turtleneck. I do think I was I'm going to tell you this, bitch. If you ain't wearing armor, I want to see it. Because you ain't ready for armor. I actually ain't ready for the revolution. I actually was wearing a lilac leather tennis skirt with this. Oh my god. (laughs) It was cute, bitch. I was cute. Yeah, but you weren't ready for the revolution. This nigga is. I did not have an armor. But his little cat ear helmet. (laughs) 
that nigga came through with oh my god when he came through with those what were those dead things that he had draped across his body when you figure it out please let me know because i saw so many pellets that i could not identify i was confused y'all gonna hate us i'm gonna gonna also put this out here this is coming from a bitch that don't even wear fur i don't even wear fur i'm faux fur queen because i don't actually i don't wear real fur like when i tell you a bitch be in faux fur my kids be in faux fur i love a faux fur those were pellets and i could not figure them the fuck out and i was just so confused and this is the thing and this is why this whole show just irritated the fuck out of me because every one of these people are completely likable but they were doing so much for this camera that it's like I say they're likable because I know they were acting. All this shit was for the camera. They were doing the absolute most. That's why everybody's reactions did not match up with what the fuck was happening. And it was pissing me off the whole time. So there's also something to that as well. Um, So when Chasing LA came out, I think it was around episode three, Imani Van Zapp, one of the producers, as well as Reese G got on Instagram Live and they were airing their side of the situation out where they all repeatedly told Q, if you need help, you can reach out, which, you know, once again, this is their side. Um, Q also got on it too, and it got messy. This is also over a year ago, so I'm trying to remember right? what was there. Wasn't Q the executive producer of this yes. one? I thought so. Yeah, Q was the franchisee. Um, but they were talking about how the storyline didn't make sense. And really, it was just all fighting, like for truthfully, no reason. And they all argued about the same thing every fucking episode, four, eight episodes, eight fucking episodes, eight goddamn episodes of Andre. This is why I say that I don't feel like, and this is purely based on the show, purely. I'm going to say what the fuck I got to say. Okay. So let me just put that right there. Yeah. This has nothing to do with anybody of people that, because when I don't know if you girls is going to hear this or not, but I'm standing 10 toes down on what the fuck. Either way, whether they hear it or not, like I say on every single episode, everything that we say on this show is directly related to what we were watching has shit to do with y'all as people because we don't even know y'all. This is completely based on what we were watching on the television screen. This is why I say that many of them aren't likable people um, just in real life. Mm-hmm. In no way, shape, form, or fashion would I be presenting myself this way continuously on camera, but arguing you know, about the same But you know what, though? Shit. I can't even... When it comes to this shit, I can't even say that because... Everybody finds their moment and their opportunity however they find it. Everybody finds their coin however they find it, whatever that means. So I can't even judge somebody as a, like I can't make any type of character or value judgments based on showing up on this show. Because at the end of the day, you signed a contract to get a coin. You knew what it take to get the camera time. Fuck you did. There was no coin. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You signed a kind of whatever. The Which no shade. Was, if they barked up my tree, bitch, I happily hop the fuck on. That's what I'm saying. Whatever the. What but the, I also the, have a full understanding of, okay, 
this is a show. We're telling a story, right? right. And every character, because they always refer to the people in the shows as being character, mm-hmm. at some point has to evolve, right? But, that, but I think that people, I think that they too walked in with an understanding like this is a show and everyone has a place. But the thing is, at this point in time, when it comes to reality TV, everybody wants to be Jocelyn. Nobody wants to be Mimi. Bitch, I will happily be the Mimi. But that's what I'm... Every reality show needs a Mimi, and nobody has figured that out. No, that would have been Q if he was a cast member. Or and would it have been, honestly? An actual cast member. No, there was. Hershey was. Yeah. Hershey really was. was like Hershey was Jocelyn. the hero of the... It was too many niggas trying to fight. It was too many Jocelyns. <laughs> Bitch, okay, so the fight, the argument between Andre and King Pain, which boop, 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 boop. That shit made me laugh so hard. I watched that scene by four times. That shit made me laugh so fucking hard. And then when, Andre, uh, when King Pain came to Andre's event and these niggas, this nigga like, I can't stand the rain just as he walked in. I did laugh at that. I was like, yeah. okay, that's how as you get it. As much as y'all try to say that, as much as they tried to say that shit wasn't intentional, bitch, you know you it was that shit on purpose. Yeah. That shit was intentional as hell. I would say this. It may not have been your intent, but it was the intent of the Lord. Okay. It, the Lord, the producers, how somebody it was somebody's intention. Mm-hmm. Cause he walked his ass in and it was livid. Livid. But also King Pang upon first meeting. Okay, so here's C with King Pang. This nigga hang out with Jaguar, right? What? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> that is the most random shit I think I've ever fucking heard. This is why I'm always like, you know what? I'ma just let him rest. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to have no trouble with her because she I, I'm just gonna let them rest. Nonetheless. King Pang called Andre Akon, and I think that's all you're going to hear about from me, other than him wearing these hots. Hot hots. Them wearing hot these coats. coats. <laughs> these hot ass coats. I meant to say coats, but I said hots because the nigga looked hot. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, what did you think of Jeremy? Nothing. Really? Literally nothing. Okay. Because it's like, I didn't think anything of anybody because I the thing about reality TV, right? This is the thing for me. It's like when it comes to reality TV, like I know there's an element of putting on for the cameras, regardless yeah. of who it is, right? But I want it to at least be a little bit believable. <sighs> this is why I I stopped watching Love and Hip Hop. This is why I Cause it's like, don't play in my face. Don't give me scripted television and call it reality TV. And it's, I know that the girls keep yelling. It's not scripted. It's just how we are. So it's either this shit is scripted or you niggas just really do not know how to talk to people. That's it's a combination. Okay. So it's not scripted, but as far as how the conversation is going to go, I'm sure that there is a guideline that that's scripted to me, whether it's, word for word or a framework it's still a scripted it's not reality these ain't real reactions to shit so this like, season no 
I can't feel anything about anybody because I don't know the fuck y'all are. <laughs> I hated just about everybody, and I'm not gonna lie about it. I hated the goddamn show. <laughs> it, it was. was it really people. was a I hated bad the season. Show. I hated all of it. This shit Bitch. made me weary. I was sitting there like, God damn, we're still fucking doing it. And I was disappointed because I really do love the Chasing Reality brand. Honestly this shit made me weary. When Amani Van Zapp said, looked at the camera and said, I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Not at all. She let every and the niggas was mad she let everybody have it the entire season and honestly rightfully so honestly rightfully so i will say that like jayla got a little bit of like um from start to finish jayla got some evolution to her alicia got a little bit of character building came out of her shell a little bit more hershey was just that girl hershey was like the winner for me that's the only one i really like could could stand feeling about at all because yes Hershey was a human. The rest of, like, what the fuck was happening with the rest of y'all? Because it's really like, oh, it's like we showed up at Central Casting and it's like somebody just said, hey, act like this girl or act like this girl. And it's like, I don't know who none of, I don't know who none of y'all people are. Right. I mean, it worked for some of the girls because for that season two, um, Jeremy's back, Andre's back, uh, Jayla's back. And King Payne is back. I'll say Jayla is probably the only one I didn't. I don't know. Of all the one of all of them, I think Jayla was probably my least favorite. Really? Yes. But the reason- of, more than Andre? No. Drake? Think about it. <laughs> no. Exactly. Because Andre was equally terrible. But Jayla got some actual character development. Like there was a sense of self-awareness that came out. What really annoyed me about Jayla was the hypocrisy, right? Because in that whole thing with Fran, which I don't even know how the fuck Fran was there, because what did you bring to this? Literally nothing. But they could have left Fran. <laughs> they could have left Fran. They could have left Andre. And that whole thing with Fran, it's like you misgendered Fran. Then when was when corrected, you doubled down on the misgendered. Oh, that wasn't Jayla. That was Alicia. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is why I was annoyed with Jayla with that whole, yeah, she wrong, but I'm going to stand by my sister. That's what it was. And it's like, no, you don't do that. No, no I'm a, I got to disagree. In this group, with the way that they were coming after them girls, they were going, they were going specifically for what they thought could hurt these girls and arguments that had nothing to do with those things. But this is why I'm saying. And I'm like, no, I get it. Because I felt the same way. <laughs> no, it was, it was. The thing was, is like, it felt like a lot of this, all of this really was just forced drama bullshit. And then it just got out of control multiple times. And I hate to say it, every time it was either Jeremy, D. Hawkins, Andre, or Fran. Yeah. It was one of those four. It was always a fucking issue. Mm. Like, and I I don't profess to fully know the extent of what D. Hawkins and Jeremy Copeland's relationship is by any means. 
At like, all. are they dating? What's happening there? I don't know. They might have dated. They laid and played. They always because spoke very like, vaguely about shit. Because it was that whole thing about the posting of the photos. And the way that this nigga, like, reacted. And it was like, so is that your nigga? Or, like... Right, he was like, well, you... What how you gonna post this and you know that I like you? And it's like, what are you... That is a I little... I was very confused as to what was happening there. But I honestly feel like there was definitely more to the conversation and jeremy copeland was not using his words in that situation yeah but you know what i mean and instead of just airing everything out we just got you knew that i like you and you posted this picture but even that reaction was like yo you need to chill the fuck out there was so many angles that we could have explored that wasn't this superficial silly bullshit that just got left on the table. Right, we got the scraps because neither one of these niggas was supposed to talk about it. And then it ends up, it ends up in the conversation and they're still like not talking about it, but they're vaguely speaking about it. Right, I don't like- Instead of just having some kind of resolution. But then like the way it was being talked about, it made it sound like it's like an abusive relationship or- I know, that's where I was like- super confused by what was happening there. Right. Um, Jeremy's reaction based on what he specifically said, where it, it was, you posted this picture and you knew that I like you, was beyond extreme, beyond yeah. extreme. Which it leads me to think to two veins of thought where either you're just an abusive fucking nigga or there's more to this story, but still this reaction is in and of itself overtly violent over some bullshit. Yeah, it was weird. Over some it bullshit that really both of y'all agree not to talk over about. Because like, it's like, if it's just somebody posts a picture and you like them, that's like, you don't no. have the right to react like this. But if this is I'm your not your and y'all acting like y'all not together, that's strange. Yeah, it goes. All of this is just it was confusing and off putting. Yeah, it really was. Like Jeremy was not shown in any of the best light, and I don't know if it was exaggeration or truth. Um, I wasn't there. I was just here watching it on my couch fully for the first time because I couldn't stand to watch it. The no, because even with that's, when that's it was actually airing, it because it was like even like I'm looking at this and the fact that I now I've I've watched I just literally just finished five minutes before we started this. And I'm sitting here with very fresh eyes, still extremely confused by the nature of your relationship. And stressed. But then also, Why? Yeah, it's like, this is a group of people who literally do not know each other. No. Which also, it's like, part of what we like about reality shows is most of the people on them have a clear history. Or have at least at least it, interacted with each other on some level, seen each other out, have mutual friends of, right. may not know, but are like familiar with the name. Mm-hmm. Because then the, the conversations are organic. The But this was like, everybody walked in not knowing each other and instantly started with like silly dumb shit. Like, we're going to start with silly beef immediately because from the get-go really from the get-go right once again he who i will not be mentioning anymore um by name he (laughs) uh 
bitch, you about to be the low Voldemort of, of this podcast. Yeah. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. Um, but when he was talking to what her, she that? was like, I, I ain't never seen the girls make money. About him to have smoke because I don't know shit about none of these fucking people. And he just slid in and said, like, said whatever, like, shitty kind of shady ass comment he could think of in the moment. And I'm like, OK, well, at least that's the thing. Uh, at least you ain't really trying to fight for real, for real. When, OK. When Jayla threw the drink. Right. Mm-hmm. So at the reunion, we find out that before that event on February 12th, Jayla went and bought the LLC for Shop Him, H E M, which is which was Andre's line. Also, like, whenever they do that shit, that shit is weird as fuck to me. Cause I was like, this is just like, what are we doing here? No, you go, this is my thing. Like, if people fuck with you for real, for real, and you feel like this motherfucker's gonna keep coming for you, then you go after everything that that nigga got. And that means leaving him broke and destitute with no able to, no ability to feed himself or to wash his ass. I got it. Off rip, I got they, it. Did they fuck with you? Like, I don't, I don't feel like they, they- kept misgendering her. In addition to, like, she yeah, had nothing really to do yeah, with that friend okay, thing. Okay, I, but okay, okay. They all I'm, I'm were there. quick to talk about, like, what a woman episodes. was and how remember, she should carry herself as a lady. Episodes, so there was, I skipped a few episodes. So there was some things I just didn't see. So, yeah. Okay, all right. And all of them that. got upset because they were essentially called transphobic, which they were. Like, their behavior and actions exactly were that. They spent an entire series fucking demeaning these trans women outside of that friend thing because that's complicated but they spent this entire series demeaning these trans women blaming them for their reactions to it and then telling them that it's unladylike yeah and you ain't a woman but when you so managed with this shit and that's fucked up bitch hold on don't get there don't get there i'm saving that bitch because that is let me tell you (laughs) don't go there yet hold on hold on because okay. it's part of this. <laughs> All right. I relate. Um, but February 12th, she buys the LLC. February 13th, they have the event. Andre is on 10. And the way that Andre decides to calm everybody down is screaming at him and essentially telling him, you bitches are classless and shit. Yeah. Which I don't think why. I don't understand exactly in what world that would make you think that people will go, oh, you know what? Let me chill out. <laughs> I'm not a classless bitch. I'm going to sit here and eat my crudite. Oh, they didn't even have. Okay, bitch. Amani Van Zapp said, flat the fuck out. Another party, no food. <laughs> Where were they having these events, bitch? Across the street from the LBS, girl. The other one, it looked like they was in the motherfucking v- VFW hall. Where the fuck was they having these events and why that was everything a goddamn event why was there not an hors d'oeuvre like you drinking like that bitches need carbs i don't give a fuck about that because this bitch said i bought a new vest event i I went to target event like what what am i doing here I, i i was confusion because like what are y'all Ooh. celebrating because i ain't seen nobody do shit like what are we doing bitch that just made me lightheaded <laughs> <laughs> i bought a new vest a vet 
Uh, and that's also true too. You barely saw anybody doing anything, unlike uh, Chasing Dallas, especially the later seasons, unlike a Chasing Atlanta, especially the later seasons. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I'm, I'm just confused. I was confused. It was like, like it was just an event for every fucking thing. It's like, what did y'all do? What are we eventing? That's what, what I'm like. What is, what is the celebration, bitch? I'm confused. Can we not just have a party, or can we not just have the girls over for dinner but and also, call it what it is? Also, can a bitch get call- a past app? If we're gonna call this shit events, don't do this shit in the alleyway. Don't do this shit in somebody's motherfucking coat closet or wherever the fuck them small ass spaces y'all was in. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Fly King Eye the kudos because that bitch, was it Fly King Eye or King Pang? I think it was King Pang. I think that was his event. He had an actual event and an actual event. An actual product. That's what I'm saying. That was the one actual fucking event the whole damn time because the rest of the shit was like, we're having an event. Bitch, you're between buildings. What are we doing? <laughs> the rest of this class? shit was what giving happened? shoe by charade. Is it? A fashion show with no fashions. How, How dreadful. <laughs> Bitch. It was, really all was giving a fashion show with no like, fashion. What are these events for? Who, what grown people I have was Valentine's wondering Day it too. What grown people have Valentine's Day parties? I mean, I've had yeah. a couple of Galentine's parties. Galentine's parties is different because all y'all do is go sit in somebody's house and drink wine and pretend like y'all okay with being single. That's different. Bitch, <laughs> I was actually in a relationship. Either, everybody I mean, else was single. Somebody there is pretending to be okay with being single. <laughs> being single over 30 because girls in their 20s don't do this shit. They be out there <laughs> thotting and bopping on, on Valentine's Day. <sighs> so that's one thing. This motherfucker said love or hate party. The fuck does that mean? A love or hate party. The fuck does that mean? I, and, and it wasn't no party. It was five of you niggas sitting in a coat closet. At a folding table drinking liquor. Like, yo, you niggas could have just been playing spades and it would have been a better night. Yeah. I, it was another party with no food and a fuck ton of liquor. And things yep. escalate, of course, because yep. they always do. Yeah. Um, Andre is apparently trying to calm everybody down, um, no. trying to get Jayla to shut up because D Hawkins was like, D Hawkins was speaking. I'm trying to remember what. Um, oh, it was either D Hawkins or Fran, one or the other. It, it's lost on me because the main thing is that Jayla throws a drink in this man's face. They get up, they bark at each other, they're separated, right? Mm. I've noticed that Andre does this thing of, the oh let me go let me go let me go but Andre's not trying to get out you know what I'm saying and Andre doesn't strike me as the type of person to plot that kind of shit because usually when you're plotting that kind of shit like you're pissed but you know okay let me be calm and let me lull this person into a false sense of security and then the minute I can get free I strike this was giving very, oh, oh, let me go, let me go. And then the bitch ran up, snatched Shayla's wig off. Fran, Fran grabbed a fucking chair. Yeah. I think D Hawkins might have also been involved in this as well. <laughs> um, essentially, you have three grown ass cisgender men 
going after a trans woman who, yes, should never have thrown a drink. Not at all. Never. But in no way, shape, or fashion does a drink to the face equate to an attempt to hit a person in the fucking head with a chair. Whole situation and that was some pussy be. shit. It took two or three of you to try and fight this girl. This That's some punk ass, ass pussy WWE. ass shit. It was all given WWE. That's what For I'm no saying. reason. For that, no reason. It's like... And then want to walk around talking about, you want to see crazy? I'm crazy. It's like, no, bitch. You have nothing to live for. That ain't crazy. Actually, no, that is crazy. It's like everybody on this cast walked in front of the camera and said, how can I be more extreme than yesterday? Right. And Frank coming in with all that biracial chaos. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying the reaction which i don't know if this show is biracial i just like saying biracial chaos yeah no it has nothing to do with this person being biracial they were literally just chaotic but it's like i this is what i'm saying like that's why i said none of the reactions match the situation no because it was just like let me be as loud and over the top and violent and ridiculous as possible because that's what's going to get aired I feel like a lot of it was steeped in, you're not going to punk me out on camera. Which was just a fucked up, dumbass, stupid way to think about it. I can't even say that. I think because I don't even know that they necessarily was listening to what was happening. I think this was a lot of, I'm going to be as extra as possible because that gets me more airtime. Possibly a lot of that too as well. Um, and I only say that because certain members of the cast continually scream about like, you're not going to disrespect me. But that's just, but that still was giving, I'm going to get camera time because that's, you know, disrespect is one of those buzzwords when it comes to reality TV. That's also true too. Yeah, very much so. So it was still giving, this is going to get me camera time. This is going to give me all the camera time. I'm going to be able to. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm going to be the fan favorite because I picked up a chair and trying to hit a trans woman. With because me. I defended myself and my friends and they're going to see I'm a real bitch. You do a drink, girl. Get out of it, here. It's just, it's like, it's like they all went to the Teresa Judai school of reality TV. So after. Like she threw a table out for a chair. Well, that too. Um, after this, they try and make amends. I actually thought they did make amends, Jayla and Andre. They did. And all of a sudden, this nigga's like... Like five minutes later. This nigga's like, I see Jayla and she's having fun and I am boiling. It's like, you are that mad at this woman that she's sitting there enjoying herself. Right. And trying to like bond and make peace with you and granted not everything is a joke and we all do a lot of things that we think are jokes that actually hurt or piss off other people Mm -hmm. right so i fully understand him being like when she was like smart looked at him and smiled and had that plate in hand it was like and she's like no i'm not gonna do that right i fully understand him being upset with that right especially if this is still a sensitive subject to you which it obviously is because you spent eight fucking episodes talking about it but for you to jump the shark, take off your coat. This nigga took off his coat. Tell me, hold my coat. Walked 
a good few feet away and then stood there the rest of the time, but slowly made his way up whenever people were around. Okay. And then bitch, bitch, when Alicia pulled that knife out and then started doing that fucking shuffle. Like this this bitch was in Street Fighter. This bitch was like she was in Rage. Like I died. It was very much given Street Fighter. Like it was, I just, that's what I'm saying. Like that's why this show pissed me off so bad. Cause I actually don't even blame her for that. No shade. No, I don't blame her for pulling Cause I honestly would have thought the same thing. And I probably No, I don't blame her for pulling the knife out because by the time we got to that point, yeah, there was a situation where your safety could genuinely be in danger. But we didn't have to get to that point because nothing fucking happened. Like, that's what I'm saying. Bitch, that was the highlight of the season, the entire season for me. I don't know, because the the Missy Elliott fight and shit was very, very funny. <laughs> that shit was funny. Why did somebody do Street Fighter dodges to the beat of, can you stay in the rain? Like, I can't stay in the rain. It's hilarious. It's- <laughs> when I tell you, this show was just overtly messy for no reason it was so like unhinged and weird unhinged it was fucking unhinged because it's just like what is happening like why are we here why are we doing this why does this exist (laughs) i knew i knew that this was going to be one, I knew this was going to be some fuck shit when they changed the theme song. One. The theme song do be silly. Don't it? <laughs> the theme song do be silly. Like how I was pissed. Because I'm used to like, I'm watching Chasing, right? So I'm about to go, I'm about to get into my life is truly what you make it. You know, like I'm about to get in my gig. I'm, I'm excited because this is the show that I love. Oh, a new one. I did it. Yeah, I did. It was like, you did what, nigga? Waste right. my time. But you know, whenever the theme song changed on all the shows we like, the show get weird. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the Cosby show was great, but, you know, he just got weird. But the second he theme got more song predatory better than the first. If the second theme song ain't bigger than the first, it get weird. Like when Moesha's theme song changed, it got strange. When <laughs> Sister, sister. I didn't like the later years. Oh, bitch. I I didn't necessarily like the later years, but I liked a lot of the characters in the later years, but I didn't like the later years. But I I don't know that I I think I was just really attached to the original theme song. I don't, I don't, I can't say I like the second theme song better. It's more like sultry. They're like, we're growing into women. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I like high school. Oh no, they were in college at this point. Yeah, but I like the sister. Sister, the very kid version of it. Yeah. I I enjoyed that that because it was innocent and not like we're trying to be grown and sick. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't I didn't Laying need sick twins. Like I just needed y'all to be cool, be fun. No, it was Tamara, and she's like, and you got to do what's right for you. I was like, yeah, yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Who sung this? In Vogue. This sounds like them. I think it was in Vogue, actually. Because I think probably yeah, hell, they did things on the rock. <laughs> but I didn't need I didn't need sexy twins. I like <laughs> little 
<laughs> like teeny bopper twins. I didn't need y'all to try to prove to me y'all grown while y'all shimmying around in these mini skirts. I didn't need that. I <laughs> in their micro minis. In their micro minis, I didn't need it. Um, it was it was interesting to see. Speaking of Alicia, Miss, it was interesting to see her open up about and kind of give some clarity into um, why she was as standoffish as she was. Um, apparently, Alicia Love was uh, beat up by seven men in Northwest D.C. I did like Alicia. I did like Alicia. I liked Alicia and I like Jayla. She's the only one that I felt like we got a real sense as to who she is and why she is the way she is. Kind of. I think she was very guarded. In that one scene where she's talking to Jayla, I did keep mistaking her for Peppermint. Like, my brain kept telling me that that's Peppermint. But I think anybody who's watched this show can completely understand why. Yeah. I mean, no, they both have very similar features. It's like my brain... And then the wig didn't help because it's very similar to wigs that Peppermint wear. Like, my brain kept saying, Peppermint, Peppermint. And it's like, that's not who that is. Stop saying it. You sound like a a Digimon. Pepper breath! (laughs) I mean, that's how I feel, really. Um... I did like Alicia, especially when, when she pulled that knife out. It was a bit extreme, but, you know, I'm an extreme girl. And in my 20s, I have done that. So, yeah. Everything about <laughs> I had to think about it. It's like, I think I have done that. Everything about this show was extreme. It was like they were really playing the characters of reality TV people. Yeah. It's like, who are all of our favorite reality TV villains? Let's put them together. Yeah. Everything was so extreme and unnecessary and weird in this show. No shade. It did get very Carlos King production. It did. <laughs> like, it's like, we're going to do the absolute most and dare y'all to say that it's weird like well no shade but Amani did and there was a lot of fallout from that okay so what happened there because I kind of saw a little bit but I remember this is my literal first time watching so I wasn't that invested so what the fuck happened so you know how Amani when she first came on she came on doing that little bit in the middle and then she would host the reunion right yeah and having Amani host reunion because of the way that previous seasons of Atlanta had gone where it ended in a fight we've talked about three seasons of that mm-hmm. <laughs> um Amani was a stabilizing force right where the issues were talked about, the shade was talked about, there was some screaming, there was some yelling, but at the end of the day, there was at least the illusion of resolution. Regardless whether they actually resolved it or not in real life, there was at least the illusion of it, right? So right. peace could be made. It, it really was like a perfect kind of book ending to these seasons of very it's high season. conflict, Yeah. right? Well, Imani was critiquing the entire show, what she had always been doing. Um, she was also critiquing production in a way that she hadn't had to do mm-hmm. before yeah. and having the insider knowledge. Um, Q was pissed, which, you know, feelings are feelings. I, I, if I was Q, I would be upset as well. However, I would be navigating things differently. I also would not have cut her out of the reunion. I wouldn't have either. Because it was weird having Mr. Having Mr. Fucking Ray. Because wasn't he a part My. of the cast for no. like 
or he was like just hanging out ancillary part of the cast you know what i'm saying like he was there for he was like sharice yeah, well. He was like Sharice, Sharice Jackson, Jordan Johnson, I one know. of them black ass J names. After her first, after the first or second, whatever, I don't remember how many seasons. I think she's on two seasons, and then yeah, and then she's gone. Like an ancillary background player, and then is at the parties, and they won't even film her. Now they um, filmed her at a couple, but it's only when she became part of the storyline with that whole shit with Monique. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like having Sharice Jackson Jordan Johnson host the reunion. It doesn't make sense. Like it does not make sense. Mm-mm. Like there is already um, a bunch of conflict that we all have witnessed and still don't understand the roots of why. And instead of having like your best resource to navigate those things and actually like give these stories a conclusion, no matter how rot, rot gut and gutter snipe they may be. Um, that is such a funny word to me because these situations were very ghetto (laughs) they were were and I don't use ghetto these situations very much were giving projects they were giving they were giving low budget they were giving they really were they were very much that like I'm not gonna and it's like I I think why I'm so annoyed right because again I hadn't seen this I have been introduced to Chasing Reality through this podcast, right? Because I don't watch YouTube and I realize now I don't watch nearly as much reality TV as I thought I did. So, (laughs) because a lot of shit I've been introduced through this podcast. So coming into this with my love and appreciation and expectation for what a Chasing Reality production is, Walking into this was disappointing. And it was. And I walked into it with the grace that I give all first seasons. Because first seasons are always rocky. Yeah. Are trying to get, and it doesn't matter the production level, it doesn't matter the network. First seasons are almost always rocky. No one can tell me anybody's first season of reality show that was actual gold and not most of the cast doing too much. To fair. I was ready for that. I expected that I walked into this with my normal first season expectations. This disappointed me because it's like, y'all have gone beyond the first season doing too much because we don't know how to relate to the camera into a whole different realm that's just like, oh, y'all not even trying to make this seem real. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's why I was like, I was so frustrated. That's why I started skipping episodes. Like this shit is actually grating on my nerves. Yeah, because it's see, not it like- just talking about the same thing because it's every episode. The same thing. Everybody's super flat and one dimensional. Yes. Like everybody has to like be this girl. And all of y'all are trying to be the same girl. And I hate to say it too, but by the time we actually started getting some kind of growth with our more antagonistic people, the season was over. Right. Like they could have, they honestly could have cut out a large portion of these repetitive conversations revolving around fights. 
Yeah. Or they could have spliced it in as when one person as is talking to another as a flashback. As flashback exactly. As, as like reminders in kind because we could have had the we could have talked about the every reality show talk about these fights way too long. We could have done that in a more interesting way so it doesn't just feel like y'all arguing over the same shit y'all fought about. Exactly. Exactly. Like they they honestly, if they could have cut it in the way that Love and Hip Hop did season three, mm-hmm. that reunion, where as you're watching the reunion, you're seeing a little bit more of each of the fights and right. have it run in context with what's happening in this conversation. Yep. Instead, we're having multiple conversations about the same thing and a new little kernel is added by the end of it. Like yep. we're having to go over the same information five, six, seven times just to get a little gym at the end. And it's like, we're now, we could have cut this down. Tired. And we like, could have filled it in with more shit. It's like, but it got to- We could have filled it in with these niggas doing shit. Fuck y'all yeah, was fighting about. I don't care what happens. I don't care about none of this shit. And the thing is like, if I get to a point in a reality show where it's just like, I really do not give a fuck about any of these people. Yeah. Y'all, y'all fail. Yeah. Because the point of reality is that you're, the audience is supposed to feel connected because it's like you're getting a glimpse into these people's real lives. Yeah. But it was obvious in the first five minutes of the first episode, nothing about this was real. Yes. And then the, the things that could have gave a sense of um, that grounded sense of reality to each of these people weren't even put in for everyone. Right. Um, what does Fran do? I thought you could tell me shit. I don't remember, girl. I never like I said, knew. they could have left her because she was nothing more. She was nothing more than just like the. I almost said the straw that stirred the drinks. <laughs> Shout she out to Sonya Morgan. She was just there to do nothing more than fight and argue, have some resolution, and then still like double down on what the fuck she just said. Like it, it just didn't make Fran didn't make sense to me. Um, King uh, Fly King Eye. I enjoyed him. Which I, I forgot wish he would have came in part of the, the goddamn cast. I completely yes. forgot he, he got was- overshadowed by all the bullshit. And he's yeah. actually a really talented battle rapper. Yeah. Like actually really fucking talented. Yeah. Um, we at least got to see King Payne do the hairline, but we didn't even know that that was happening, the, the hair product line, but we didn't even know that was happening Not until, until really- we found these niggas in the alley. Yeah. Um, we saw Hershey working. We did see Hershey do a couple of shows. Which favorite Hershey moment? <laughs> which I, I know what you gonna say. Oh God! I said somebody help this child. This baby got baby shaking syndrome. Somebody help a girl. And she was getting down in heels in the dirt. Yeah, I think she, she's like cornbreads sister or I must say, niece yeah. or something she's, she's there with cornbread and props to sis for getting her coins right Hershey props to sis for finding a way when it didn't seem a way possible the bitch made a way because again when Jesus says yes nobody can say no yeah. right but that that whole setup and performance was giving backwoods redneck. Like, bitch, that was COVID. I know. And it again, props to you for making a way out of no way. 
I, bitch, because me, my I thing, was like, can we get a stage? At, can I we just like, get a can carpet? Get a riser, fuck a stage. Give me a riser. <laughs> like, can I? Can I at least get a rug on the floor? But if you want to get out there and pump your shit in them heels, bitch, you she was killing the fuck you need to do. Get your coin. I am not mad. I will never, ever, 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 ever talk about how somebody get their coin. That's why I said what I said about them telling her bitch working Amazon. So what? Right. But y'all act like this bitch is a crackhead selling out the grocery store. Amazon is a respectable Damn. fucking job. If she working Amazon, so the fuck what? And That's she ain't got to be, and if a bitch don't want to be out here trying to stunt like she got her like you hoes is, why the fuck are y'all mad? It's called chasing LA not I made it LA like the whole point is to see somebody start from the bottom and like build a career and something that they actually want to do and just like and just like anybody that's building shit we're building this we still have regular fucking jobs and we figure it the fuck out like that's what which Andario Abrams I'm speaking directly to you sir um if you decide to do a chasing New York I look younger than I actually am. I'll be a part um, of the show because I don't want to be a part full time. Oh no, I'm down to be a part. I'm just I'm not the you one that's gonna be a fight. part. I I'm not gonna fight. I got a nasty ass mouth though. I'll be a friend of the show. Yes. I'll show up. I'll give y'all a look. I'll do a shady comment. I don't want to be in the show. You uh, have if you need that. a candy. I'll be a friend of the money right now, but we work. I'll on be that. a friend of the show. You have that. <laughs> Yeah, give me that, give me that good old fashioned candy at it. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy to have it. And I'll be like Carly Red. Every time you look up a bitch every season got a new product out. Pocket pussies galore. <laughs> gang gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole point of the show is chasing LA. It's chasing your dreams. And she she's working a daytime job and working on her podcast, which I would have liked to see more of her actually doing. I wanted to see more of all of them actually being creative and doing right. what they do. It was a lot of focus on unnecessary drama and no focus on what... Which it was an argument every time they got to... These niggas went hiking up a mountain and it ended in a fight. Which Aren't I don't you know the fuck they were fighting about. Same. I was so goddamn confused. Exact same. I'm like, I would be too tired to argue. I'd be asking for a snack and a glass of water. Right. Can a bitch get a gummy bear? Yes. A granola boy. A bitch is tired. Like, like we just hiked up this mountain and they look so tired. They I'm look watching this And I was like, oh, hiking. Cute. That's cute. Because I like to hike. I go hiking. You know, I go to the mountains at least once a year. I like to go hiking. hiking. I, I'm into it. And then all of a sudden y'all arguing and now I'm confusion. And then what, they worked out afterwards. They hiked a mountain, they argued, and then they did a group workout. And I was like, why are like what? I, when I tell you on? shit, it just did not make sense. It was a I fucking was, fever dream. Very much. It was very a much. fever dream. It was like, wait, but how do we get here? Right. Like, yeah, no, literally everything was weird. And, and you also, would... I did not like every confessional that damn iPhone or a MacBook chime going off at the end. It took me, it confused me. It, I kept looking at my computer thinking some shit was happening. It was, oh, I hated it. <sighs> Poor Anario. <laughs> he edited all of this. 
And I just feel like him going through the footage was like, oh, this is hype. Oh, oh. Right. Fuck. Right. Um, especially when it came to the both consistent and blatant transphobia. As well as Quan talking about, well, both of you bitches black and ugly. That, talking about King Payne really and uh, Andre. Like, first of all, it's like, where did you come from with this? I was like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being dark. You said that like that was a bad thing. Yes. Second, neither of them are ugly people. And the fact that you said that was it was like it was giving colorist, and I did not like it because I'm like being colorist in 2022 is so fucking weird and lame like what are we still doing like, especially when nigga you're supposed to be the poet laureate of the group right i i just i that really rubbed me the wrong and maybe because i am a dark woman who has been called ugly maybe that's what it is which everybody who's ever called me ugly y'all can fuck out because i bet all of y'all in my dms right now like it's like this nigga was supposed to be the Nikki Giovanni phenomenal faggot of the group. And instead, what we got was mess. Right. Although we did get to see him uh, do a streaming performance, which, which was I didn't, nice. I didn't mind. I'm not a big spoken word girl, but yeah. You know. Okay, so this is going to sound real gross. I, Quan is the type of body type that I'm attracted to. Like, I'm a little teapot, short and stout. <laughs> that nigga is shaped like a fucking ham hock, and I just wanted to put him in a pot okay, of fucking okay, beans. Well, bitch, I can't. <laughs> this I can't, nigga. I can't even. I can't. I literally He's can't. like, I got a little belly, and I got some booty. I was like, yes, you do, nigga. You are shaped like a ham shank, and I just want to bite it. I have to say, I hope nobody ever says I am ham shank, ham hog, or anything related to ham because I am a fat bitch and I don't want to be compared to ham. I love pork. And also, if y'all on this show do hear this said to come for us, I know what the fuck my flaws are. Ain't shit y'all can say to me that I don't already know. So y'all can. Anyway, here's out. the thing: I'm not worried about that because none of these niggas is gonna fly to, fly out here to New York and That's try and scrap saying. a bitch. I'm not worried about the shit either because no. honestly, y'all can fuck off. And y'all, y'all know just like we know, this season was bad. It was, it was bad. Y'all fucking knows it. It was and bad. Y'all want to get on here and want to fight about it, bitch? Come on, let's go because y'all know this shit was bad. That's why, yes. yeah, like y'all know because y'all know what the fuck good reality TV is. Y'all know this shit was bad. That's what y'all have done. Like y'all have a legacy of every season topping the next. And excelling, even like this past season of Chasing Atlanta, fucking yeah. phenomenal. Oh no, it was good. It was really fun. fucking phenomenal. And I'm just like, damn. Um, I hope you. I mean, I hope you niggas get to Bravo, but I also don't hope you niggas get to Bravo because I don't want to pay for another streaming Bravo service. To ruin it. Exactly that too. Um, but it just it was it just was not a good season. And even the first season of Chasing Dallas was very precarious at best mm -hmm. so i'm very hopeful for the second season i'm very hopeful for the second season i hope it's good i'm, I'm I mean, hoping I'm that lessons have been learned because i, I want to see yeah. if it's good but also yeah 
based on this season, y'all can never chase LA a fucking again, and I'd be just fine. <laughs> After this first season, I'm surprised you niggas didn't get chased out of LA. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? And then, honestly, so... I wasn't going to say this at first, but fuck it. I'm going to say it now. When I first saw... um. What the fuck? What the fuck is his name? Who? The nigga with the dreads. What the fuck is his name? Oh, King Pain. Yes. When I first saw him, I was like, is that Jonathan the hairstyle? Who? That nigga Jonathan, who was on uh, I think he was on Love and Hip Hop. No, Jonathan was light. You talking about Fran. No, no, no. no, Jonathan was Latino. No, maybe no. Wait, you talking on. about New York? No, he was on Hollywood. He was he's a Masika's friend, I think. Hold on, because he was you just talking on, about Zale? No, he was just on um this bad boys bullshit. Jonathan Wright. Oh, Johnny the singer, the hairstylist. Hold on. This nigga. Oh, I've never seen that man a day in my life. That's who I'm talking about. He was just Sorry on the that man. bullshit. That's who I thought it was. Oh, I, I can see why you him. say that, though. Huh? I can see why you say that, though. Right. That's why I was like, damn, he went from the this shit to the bad boy shit. Like, I'm thinking that's him. <laughs> you know what, though, girl? I'm going to say this about LA. We did get some guest spots, and I was very surprised. We did. We did. We got a Todger call. Mm-hmm. In his home pre uh pre-breaking. Yes. We got a April, April Jones. We did April get May. April Jones, who uh, who was around the corner, who lived around the corner from me. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Now? Not now, but she used to live around the corner from my mom. Really? Yeah. She I didn't know she was from Ohio. She went to high school with my sisters. Oh shit. Yeah. And we also got an Amina butterfly. She was there. That lady. She was there. Bitch, I looked up and was like, what are y'all doing here? This whole show was, what are we doing here? Yeah, it really was. Like, but this is the thing. So, I don't have the disdain for this that I had for, say, a selling sunset, right? No, never. No. But there is a level of disappointment because I expected better of y'all. Yeah, because, I mean, previous seasons of everything else has, like, have increasingly better. gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I but just, once again, I first season. That. And the first season of Chasing Atlanta. But this is first season of Chasing Atlanta is iconic, this is but questionable. This first season jitters. Yeah. Because the first season of Chasing Atlanta was like, what the fuck is happening? It really the first was. first season of Chasing Dallas was like, what the fuck is happening? I think that was the catfish season, where they spent the whole it season talking the about Devon being a catfish. It was the catfish season. The first season of almost every reality show is what the fuck is happening. But... This was like, what the fuck is happening and why is it doing it? It's like, why am I here subjecting myself? Why are we here? Why are you here? Why am I apart? What the fuck is going on? Yes. Like, I'm mad at myself for including myself in this bullshit. Um, so, okay. So in the tradition of Imani Van Zapp for every episode of the season, she did 
things that she liked, things that she loved, and things that she loved. And then every once in a while, she'll throw in things that she learned, right? So we're going to go through our four, starting with what we liked, what we loved, what we loved, and what we learned. Loathed. All of their fashions. <laughs> Wait, did you like it? We starting with like. You said loathed. It's like, loved, loathed, learned. I don't think I liked anything. <laughs> I mean, I did like the few glimpses of real shit that we got, like the launch of the hair care line, like like the few glimpses of real shit that we got. I did like that. I did enjoy that because the whole point of this is you're chasing your dream. I need to see it. Yeah. Like the the launch of the hair care line, the shots of Shorty in the studio, like the few glimpses of real shit we got, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, what did you love? Love? <laughs> like I know the answer to this. Nothing. You didn't love Hershey? I didn't love shit about this one. <laughs> okay. I mean, Hershey was Hershey could go on a like list, but no, I didn't love a motherfucking thing about this show. I actually loved when the shit was over. Um, what did you loathe? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... oh god damn. I didn't. I didn't like. I did well. I ain't gonna say I did. I didn't like. I didn't understand the way most of these people dress. Which fine, whatever. Not for me. Fashion is subjective. Whatever. I bought a new vest. Event. Yeah, I. <laughs> and the events for every fucking thing got on my goddamn nerves. I, the all the the different color vinyl bubble coats got on my fucking nerves. The random armor that didn't fit got on my nerves. Like, there's so many things that I just did not like. Um, What did you learn? That all money ain't good money, and I need y'all to stop taking every fucking thing that's offered to y'all, because this shit is a fucking fool. Please, these niggas say it takes money to make money. I can't let it get away from me. Because every day I'm in these streets, the only way I eat. If you love me, then you what? Pray for me. Okay. Shout out to Stretch Money. This shit is a fucking fool. This is a fool. Like, like, I just don't, like, I'm sitting here. I was like, why am I a part of this clownery? Because this is a fucking fool. Like, what are we goddamn doing? We could have not done any of this shit <laughs> and been the fuck fine because, bitch, what? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. What I liked was um, they took a chance <laughs> at branching out. And I know they they have I know that they had um, previous productions that never came to air. It was like Wuda and somebody from Dallas that moved out to LA. So I like the fact that they were willing to take that second chance and to get this out. Right. Um, sure. I liked the sisterly esque bond that we see gets that gets formed between Jayla and Alicia. Um, I like the glimpses that we did see in between the 
immense amount of repetitive drama of people actually like chasing their dreams and and goals and things right mm -hmm. i also like the fact that as as questionable as they may be um as questionable she may be the other one is just kind of there i have no beef with her um i like seeing that april and amina these other reality stars from bigger productions were there you know what i mean like I, I like to see the fact that they were like, oh, Andre is our stylist or whatever, whatever the fuck it was. The willingness of them to sit down for what an hour on mm -hmm. camera for this production to not only support him, but also to support support the brand, right? Mm -hmm. I loved Hershey, hands down. I also loved when Alicia was doing that kind of scoop boot fucking. <laughs> That's what your street fighter jump with that, that bitch was doing that little shuffle with that knife. This bitch out here like it's streets of rage with that fucking knife, man. Oh, uh, and speaking of uh, streets of rage, I love the fact that D Hawkins once again continuously looked like a King of Fighters character. So, I cackled every time. So I have to say, we let's get into the confessional looks, right? Now, well, hold on, let me finish my two and then we can die. Oh, okay, I'm questions. sorry. Go do your thing because every time um, you say this, I think about that fucking makeup. And <laughs> no, I, I forgot about that. Okay, we'll go, we'll get there. Um, actually, we can get there now. I no, go do your other two no, do your other two things and then we'll get there. <laughs> um, I love the fact that once again, the drama was repetitive. Um, as fuck. As fuck and that there was fuck. no resolution in it's reality like when it came to, to the reunion nor are y'all trying to make this shit interesting because what the fuck are we doing i also love the fact that imani van zandt did not host that reunion because that regardless of whatever drama like keeping consistency in a brand is important and viewers at this point have kind of come to expect her her little snippets at the time she's no longer with chasing reality she actually just moved out here um, viewers have come to expect her little like um, Yana Van fix your shit stuff as well but as her feel, hosting the reunion. But this also speaks to the production because if you're going to replace or remove a person who you hired to critique the show because they're critiquing a show in the way you don't like that speaks to you and what type of show you're trying to produce because Knowing that that's why, because I thought she didn't host the reunion because of con scheduling conflicts. No. Knowing that the reason is because production didn't like the critiques, namely Q. It was trash. And then you put Mr. Ray up there who does not bring not the same trash, closing of the season out that Imani Benzak but does. Not only was it closes like, the season. Not only was it trash on their part, but it also tells me you don't want to do better. You don't want like, cause you already told, you already saying to me, if somebody critiques you, they out the door. You don't want I mean, to essentially, do better. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Um, like, so what and there was no closure. Do? Like there was never any ounce of true closure to the city, to the city, to this season. Um, Mr. Ray is not that kid. Um, and I would say moving forward with the Chasing Reality brand, 
now they're having should TV have me host the reunion. Hosting. I got this. I can get. I can ask the questions. Let me host the goddamn reunions. Well, it's not just about. It's not just about asking the questions. Like money had that same like direct the girls because I be I she, know she had that exact same thing that Anina Parker had. Like mm-hmm. she had a way of controlling the room, giving people the room to say what it is they need to say, keeping them on track with it. And checking them along the way in a way of like, quote unquote, like with love in a way that like everybody for the most part. That's, felt why I say, that's why I say, let me do it. I'm so, I'm somebody's mama two times. I know how to do this shit. No, you don't. Let me host the goddamn real. No, you don't. Oh, you can't tell these niggas to go sit in the corner. No, it ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with it because I've done interviews, plenty of them. I know how to, I've done interview, I've mediated interviews and mediated these type of situations between people. I know how to keep the niggas on track because I'm not there for the mess. I want y'all to talk the shit out for real. And because I've I've mediated these situations, I've had to, I've done this shit in corporate settings. If I can handle this shit with corporate white men, you hoes are nothing. I, I could throw my hat in as well specifically for that. But the reason why I say no one can do it the way that she does Mm-mm. is because she's built this relationship with them. I'm not trying to, to be her. I know she's the best choice. Yeah. But if y'all really ain't fucking with her. And it really sucks that she's no longer a part of right because she by far is the best choice. I could never do it better than she does. Yeah, and never, it was like a nap. I mean, she wasn't but, always right. Don't get me wrong. But not all, no, she wasn't always right, but she was always it. real. That's the difference. Well, you know, real ain't always right. Again, I said but she was not able to facilitate right, always real. <laughs> not um, always and, right, but always real. And real helps facilitate the conversation. Because if you don't walk in with the bias of, I want to get the mess, you can facilitate the conversation. Mr. Ray walked in there with. He walked in there the, like Wendy Williams. Like he came there with an the, agenda. I want to get the up. mess. That's it. But you're not even setting this We've up already to gotten the mess. Have a conversation. We're watching this and to wrap up the season. The mess is tired at this point. This shit is stale. It's old. We yeah, we got the mess we the first three episodes and it stayed the for another we six. The reunions is to see where y'all go next. Yeah. There, needs, there needed to be a conclusion to this season and there wasn't one. Not at all. Um, what I've learned from watching the season of Chasing Atlanta is, you know what, no matter how crunchy things may be, and no matter how difficult the critique could be, um, take those little kernels of truth and knowledge that you can from everything and apply it as best as you can. Mm-hmm. All right, so this nigga, so this is also, I'm about to get on a D-Hawk and say train. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, outside of the blatant transphobia, consistently and constantly telling trans women how they should act and what, uh, and not just transphobia, basic misogyny, because that's what it is. Trying to, well, trying to, um, tell women who and what they are and how their behavior makes them who and what they are. And going after these girls about their size. Yeah, that's what did it for me. 
trash. The number of times that he looked at these girls and was like, that's not ladylike. You not, that ain't what women do. And I'm like, nigga, where the fuck are you from? Because where I'm from, that's what the girls do. Women pull knives. Where I'm from, women cut bitches. Like women slice bitches. Women pop men, women pop these niggas in the ass. Mm. Where I'm from, women get down with the fucking get down because they've had to fight their all my life I had to fight. Oh, but no shade God. though. It is. It is the Miss Sophia shit. And for you to sit your whole entire black ass up here and not really de-escalate the situation, to jump in and to sprinkle your little faggot ass transphobia all over the place is trash. It's garbage. It's debris. It's <laughs> fucked up. And then for you to be sitting up, bitch, for you to be sitting up live action role playing as a middle school principal with that tired ass wig that horrible ass pancake ass makeup that made you look dead two times twice dead jesus resurrected and then died again okay what's for you to have this audacity to sit here and talk about these women's appearance shows just how foolish you truly are because Mm -hmm. you looked yourself in the mirror that day and here's the thing too if you looked yourself in the mirror because i used to do this shit if you look yourself in the mirror and you say, you know who I want to be, bitch, I want to give Miss Grokey today, then do it. I live. But if you, think you really, if you think you're really slaying the girls and you turn in the fucking function, no, bitch, we're turning the lights off because you look it's, trash. Yeah, I don't. And it, but see, most of them make don't want to fight. None of them match their skin tone, right? And there's a girl who does makeup. I was stressed. But that D Hawkins look you in particular, bitch. No, for you to have so much said about everybody else's appearances, your shit should have been top-notch, and your foundation was giving Maybelline Dream Moose in the wrong color. D Hawkins looked like an actual brick cross-playing as a DMV clerk. (laughs) And my question is why? Why? <laughs> I can't sit and talk about nobody's fashions because to be perfectly honest, I live in a t-shirt and jeans and a t-shirt and a jean short. I keep it. Shit, I can. I be cute. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. <laughs> Bitch, that wasn't a mistake. That was a choice. That was, was a, a choice. One. That was a choice. It was a poor one. See, the thing is, like, my I be having my shit together. So most, I mean, like, I look homeless. And he's cute. Don't get me wrong. I look homeless ninety percent of the time, and I know okay. that. But y'all don't see those things. <laughs> Let's have a slightly shady, quick conversation and then wrap this up. Okay. Contacts or his eyes? Contacts. That's what I thought, Sam. Very much contacts. I was like, are these contacts? I think these are contacts. I think these are contacts. I'm pretty sure these are contacts. I'm pretty sure his eyes just change color. I mean, he's an attractive man. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no. Everybody yeah. on this cast is It was a highly, attractive. it was a beautiful cast. The cast was very, very attractive. attractive. And that's what I'm saying. And I I truly think that they all are decent human beings when they're not acting. Yeah. And this is no shade to any of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're all very, very attractive people. Yeah. Is a pansexual woman, I would date any of them if they wanted me. I'd take Hershey down, Jeremy down, Quan down, D Hawkins down. Maybe Fly King I. I would probably date all of them. 
Now, granted, I can't do I know, King Pain though, cause bitch, I ain't got time to be fucking with your broken zipper on your bubble coat. <laughs> I get rough, and next thing you know, nigga, you stuck in it. See, cause I didn't broke your zipper. But see, this is the thing. As the woman in this situation, I probably wouldn't have to worry about that. Usually, the niggas take control when they're, in, you know, what I'm saying, and that's what I prefer anyway. So it's fine, but. I will say the way that they all presented on this season was less than favorable. Yeah, very much so. And I think it was a disservice to each and every one of these people who I do think are incredibly talented. And I think it was very much a disservice to each and every one of them to focus so heavily on the bullshit and not let us really see and enjoy the talent that these people have to offer. Yeah. I do think that this is a very misguided attempt. And the cast end up looking way worse than they genuinely are because of this attempt to focus on viral moments versus because a bitch throwing a chair is going to go viral. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, it, it was all meat, no filler, but you need was, the filler to give the backstory exactly, to the meat. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the failings of this show have nothing to do with the cast and everything to do with production. I, I feel like it's a very, I feel like it's a very clear, like, sharing of responsibility, to be honest. I... <laughs> but also, it's season one um season two literally is coming in the next week or two and i'm i'm i am excited for it a little apprehensive but still very excited for it um i'm excited to see how the chasing la production has grown um they got rid of half the cast they kept four people one two two people one person that i like one person that i was ambivalent to because you didn't really get to see him much and then right. two people that were kind of precarious. Uh, well, one person that was kind of precarious and then one person that was just the mess. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how these people navigate these new relationships with these new cast members. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Hopefully, like, hopefully production and the cast have taken cues from this season. And, and not just taking cues, but actually executed and use the, yeah. the information in a meaningful way yeah because what happens is sometimes these girls get the feedback and get defensive and don't actually use it in a meaningful way and this is the time to actually use it especially after and i hate to put it this way because i love chasing reality especially after the fuck shit that this first season was yeah but once again chasing dallas first season was fuck shit everybody's first season is yeah. rocky and weird because it's like you're even if you have a history, it's still learning the dynamic with this person in this new format. And I get yeah. that. And I gave the allowances. I've been watching reality TV long enough to know that this is what comes with a first season. But this first season was even worse than most of them. It was bad. It was very bad. Was bad. Also, be conscious of stories and things that you're setting up because once again going back to that first episode where under it, it creates this idea that q is going to be the center of all of that this we're following and q and his q is not that as he grows his circle in LA. right 
and he didn't even do the shiny O'Neal. Like he wasn't even like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, here's this event. Let me let me show up to this event. Let me show up. Let me pop in. Right. Pretend like I knew these motherfuckers before casting. Yeah. Because um, yes, we know most of these reality show girls genuinely like some will know each other. Like usually first season cast, they know each other. By the time you get to second, third, fourth, fifth, yes, we know the new girls usually don't know these people. They use one of the girls that's already there to introduce the new girls. We know that. It's a long-held trope about reality TV. But if you're going to set this up as Q moves to LA, let's see what he then does. Let's see Q moving to LA. Then y'all need to set that up that way. Yeah. Don't put him in the first episode with all the people that we know and love as a way to draw us in only to never see him again. Yeah. Um, I think with that, we've pretty much wrapped up um, yeah. Chasing a- Chasing LA season one. Yes. It was a wild ride, y'all, but I thank you for sticking it with us. It was sticking the most chaotic shit I've ever been a part of. It and was I, unhinged. Like I, and as I said earlier, I have it was been unmanageable. seven hours. This shit has been extremely chaotic. Yes. Um. <laughs> I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to uh, listening to us each and every week, as well as clicking the links in the bios for everything that we we do. Mm-hmm. I want to give a big shout out to because in the past when we've covered other chasing shows, um, whoever does the social media for chasing reality will share our shit. And big thank you and to we that. Genuinely thank y'all because we do. Yeah, and we do. We love so this. Much. Like I love this franchise. We like do. for real. Like love I love this franchise. the franchise. As queer people, we love the franchise. We it's love the representation. Good. We love a focus. And it gets better. We love the gay reality space because traditionally, gay people are just accessories in reality TV. We love the focus being on us and we love the way that y'all do it as black queer people we genuinely love this this shit was insane we can live it there (laughs) we love what y'all do we like very much so the support that y'all give us like shout out to andario shout out to like shout out to all of the cast members all of the producers Mm -hmm. um like big thank yous really because a simple share is something that you don't necessarily have to do and every time you have done that so and you know what i'm looking forward to the rest of the projects you coming out and once again if you niggas decide to do Okay, I am cute. I'm a little chunky. He's cute and I'm funny. (laughs) Um, If you decide to do a Chasing New York, please definitely feel free to slide into my DMs. As long as I'm not too old for it. Because being 45, I'm not 45. I'm only 36. But if this gear's down the line and bitch, I'm 45, I ain't about to be on here arguing with niggas. And, you know, nonetheless. um, Once again, yeah, I want to thank y'all. Y'all, you niggas, have a good night and go fuck yourselves. Also, your mama's a bitch who wasn't worth nothing. Good day. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Bye.